This is Caitlin, your host of the No Sleep for Dramas podcast, where we get no sleep and survive on coffee to watch just one more episode at night. We are back with another episode of the No Sleep for Dramas podcast, and this week we have a drama review. I am so glad that I have the opportunity to do drama reviews more often through this podcast, but also allows me to do more for the blog because I swear, I think I've done more drama reviews in the first two months of 2024 than I did in 2023 on the blog alone. (laughs) I don't know if that's a bad or a good thing. As you can see from the title, this is the drama review, the Korean drama review of Marry My Husband. I mean, are we surprised? Are we surprised that I watched this drama? Are we surprised that this is a drama review of this drama? Because I feel like everybody and their mother was watching this. (laughs) So needless to say, I was going to do a review on it because I have thoughts Are they controversial? I don't really know if they're controversial because I don't know. I feel like I agree with a lot of the things that I've seen being said on social media about this drama. I might have given it a higher rating than other people. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Anyway, so if you have never listened to a drama review episode on the podcast, Here is the breakdown on how I do my drama reviews. I give you an introduction to the drama. I give you a little synopsis if you haven't watched the drama. I give you the cast, everything like that. I give you my non-spoiler review. And then I will say, okay, we are now entering spoiler territory and give you that warning. So if you have not seen this drama and you want to go watch it before you listen to the spoilers, then you can do so. After the warning, I will then go into spoiler territory and talk about the drama in full detail and bring up my thoughts and everything you need to know. So that is going to be the order of this drama review as well on Marry My Husband. Um, If you are listening to this on Wednesday when it came out, you can also follow along on the blog because I have done a written review. Uh, I may go into like more detail. I'm not going to like be reading this word for word from the blog, but my overall thoughts are in the blog post and I might just give more detail. If you want to like outline or just go and read that Instead of listening to this, go ahead. You can go and visit the blog now because it is now live along with this episode. All right, so let's dive in because what are we here for? We're here to talk about, (laughs) we're talking about Marry My Husband. So if you have been living under a rock for the last two months and have not heard about this Korean drama, let me tell you about this a little bit. This Korean drama is a 2024 Korean drama, and it aired from January, I want to say 1st. I feel like it started really early. Yeah, January 1st to February 20th. And it stars Park Min Young. It stars Nan Woo. It stars Lee Kyung, Sung Ha Yoon, and then some of like the supporting cast, I would say, is Gong Ming Jung, 
Choi Gyuri, Ha Do Guan, Kim Jun Hee, Jung Hee. Sorry if I'm pronouncing any of these wrong. Um, I'm getting this off of the My Drama List page, so you can also go there and reference this. Um, I would say pretty much the lead people, though, are Park, Mac- Park Min Young, Nan Woo, Yi Yi Kwang, Sung Ya. Sung Ha Yoon, Yi Gi Kwang, Gung Ming Jung, Choi Gu Ri, and Ha Do Guan, because they pretty much make like they make up the three what I perceived as the three main couples in this, because it did have three couples. So that's pretty much who you need to know. Um, this was written by Shin Yu Dom who also wrote Awaken, which in my opinion is not a good Korean drama, uh, Go Ho Starry Night, which I enjoyed, it wasn't bad, and High End Crush. And then it's directed by Park Won Gook, who's done a bunch of stuff like Pong the Joseon Psychiatrist, season one and season two, which I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, Special Labor Inspector Joe, the Emperor Owner of the Mask, um some other ones i have not heard of so pretty good director decent writer like i i don't have any problems with either one of these so a short synopsis because mdl did a really long synopsis and i'm not going to go into that but a short synopsis i will say about this so you have parkman young's character kanji wan is married to parkman Huan, who is played by Yi Kyung, who you may know from, I guess I'll go down the list. So Park Min Young, you might know her from, like, basically she's rom-com queen, <laughs> in my opinion. She's considered that, I guess. You might know her from her private life. You might know her from Healer. You might know her from Forecasting Love and Weather, just to name a few. And then you have Nan Wu who was in Mystic Pop-Up Bar. It was in Mr. Queen. He's done a bunch of like daily dramas, Golden Pouch, things like that. Jinx that first. Um, Yi Kyung is, I mean, I think her his most famous is Waikiki, that Waikiki show. I can't remember what it is. <clears throat> Uh, He also was in Partners for Justice. He was in Go Back Couple. He was in Children of Nobody. Secret Royal Inspector, who I thoroughly enjoyed him in that. Um, I mean, he's been doing a lot of stuff. He's primarily known for his comedy roles. I mean, I think we all know this. Sung Ha Yoon has been in stuff like Devil's Joy, Fight for My Way, Please Don't Date Him, Oh Young Sim. Dream Night, if you want to get really old. <laughs> a lot of stuff. She also has been acting quite a long time. Um, Igi Kwan, he is a member of Highlight. He's a great singer and dancer, in my opinion, I will say. Um, I know him the most from Circle, uh, but he also was in Mrs. Cop. And uh, High Kick Through the Roof was his debut and very popular daily drama. And then, I mean, Gong Min Jung... We she was actually in My Man is Cupid, airing at the same time as Marry My Husband, Daily Dose of Sunshine last year. I mean, she's done a 
bunch of stuff. Hometown cha-cha-cha, sweet munchies, familiar wife. She's been doing a lot of stuff. She's been acting for a long time, too. Um, Choi Gu Ri actually is fairly new, uh, at least according to MDL. I didn't find much stuff on her. But she did some guest roles and supporting roles. Behind Every Star was her first supporting role. Um, but Marry My Husband is pretty much like her other big role. So I'm very excited to see what she does next because I loved her in this drama. And last but not least, you have Hadogwan. He's been in everything. Escape of the Seven. He's been in Penthouse series. He was in Bloody Heart, Shooting Star, Tale of the Nine Tail, 1938. Like, he's been everywhere, and I love him in everything. So, back to the synopsis. You have Kanji Wan, played by Park Min Young, is married to Park Min Hwan, played by Yi Yi Kyung, but he is a horrible husband and she's just living a miserable life. And then add on to what already is a miserable life, she discovers that she has cancer and also discovers that her best friend and her husband, her best friend played by Sung Ha Yoon, is having are having an affair. And then she like a fight ensues and she ends up dying. Kanji Wan then wakes up 10 years in the past and she decides to take the opportunity to change her fate and live the life that she wants, get revenge, meet the people she wants to meet, change basically everything. <laughs> but this sadly proves easier said than done. That's pretty much like my non-spoiler synopsis because I don't want to give anything away. So... My non-spoiler review of this. I had a lot of fun with this Korean drama. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. Like, I had problems. I think a lot of people did. Going into spoiler territory later on what problems I had, of course. I was at, I, I still had a fun time, though. And I thought it had a very satisfying ending. I didn't think anything was left out there not connected or people didn't get what they deserved in my opinion i thought i thought i was very satisfied with how the ending came about i loved watching kanji wan and like her change and kind of grab her life and live how she wanted to i loved uh nan Wu's character yuji hook how he supported her and how he kind of also kind of changed his life and got to do and make got to do what he wanted to do and make decisions he wanted to make. I had a lot of fun with these villains because they were dis deliciously evil. I mean, I'll just say that right now. There's just there's just a lot of things to love about this. And it was a wild ride. It was a roller coaster of a ride. And I mean, I've said this before. Revenge and Mokjong dramas are kind of my thing. So I might be a little biased with this drama. Was it my favorite I ever watched in terms of revenge and Mokjong dramas? No. Did I have fun with it? Absolutely. Like, this was a lot of fun. And that's kind of pretty much all I have to say without spoiling anything. Because I... I can't really talk about any of this in really big detail unless I want to spoil stuff. So what did I rate this? I rated this a 9 out of 10. 
I pr- like it it didn't it wasn't perfect as I said, but I still gave it a nine out of ten. And I th- obviously I might be a little lenient with that rating, but I think if uh, some things didn't happen, it would have been higher. It would have been a perfect drama in my opinion, but. As it stands now, it wasn't perfect because some things happened and some things happened that I didn't like. So, all right. Excuse me if you hear me cough. All right, so we are now entering spoiler territory because I want to talk about this drama. I want to go into the juicy details of this drama. I want to talk about everything. So if you have not watched this drama and you want to without spoilers, please click off this episode and go and watch the drama and then come back (laughs) or message me and let me know what you thought. But yeah, so quick recap. I loved it. Not perfect. Nine out of 10 in my opinion. Okay. So how this is going to work is I'm going to go, I'm going to name like broad topics and then go into details about those topics. I'm not going to go over like the entire story scene by scene by scene Um, like I did in another review of Death's Game because I felt like in that I needed to um, just to understand it more and also I was like talking myself through the drama and made sure I understood stuff so that's not going to be in case here I'm going to name overall topics and then I'm going to go into detail about those topics and about things within those topics things like that so and i'm also going to talk about the things i loved first and then at the end i'm going to talk about the things i felt i felt could be different uh could have been improved on yada 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 okay so things i liked about this drama first thing is the acting i thought the acting was quite good i think like in in multiple circumstances I had not seen these actors take on these roles. So, like, especially the villains. I had not seen Yi Kyung or Sung Ha Yoon take on these villain roles. And I honestly, I did not know if either one of them could pull it off because I'd never seen them do this type of role before. In my opinion, I thought they did very well. I was really, actually really surprised by both of them because... I think I think mainly just because I just didn't know what to expect. I didn't like enter the drama thinking they'd do horrible in it, but everything I had seen them done do before prior to this drama were just like vastly different from what these characters were gonna be. Like, for example, Lee Kyung, everything else I've seen him do are comedy roles. I never I've never even seen him do a serious role. I know he can do one like children of nobody is not a comedy drama and I hear it's fantastic. I have not watched it. So every other role I've seen him do is a comedy. I thought he pulled off this role very well. Was he a little obnoxious sometimes? Yeah, because they brought comedy into it a little bit, but the scenes where he got scary and got serious and kind of got, angry were fantastic i thought he did that very well same with sang yoon the only kind of roles i've ever seen her do are the like nice girl best friend roles i've never seen her even do like just a catty girl backstabbing somebody and this this role went way far than just backstabbing but like 
I haven't even seen her do that type of role. So to have her sign up for this drama and have her go full villain was very surprising for me. Um, But I thought she was fantastic. I mean, I think she is one of my favorite villains I've at least watched this year, if not ever. I mean, she just, she was horrifying, like how bad she was and how well she went into the role. Like, she's done interviews afterwards where she affected her a lot. And she's glad she took it because it was a risk. I think the risk paid off big time though. I think she did very well with this. And then you have the other, then you have the other actors. I thought they did very well. I thought they had chemistry. I thought they pulled off their romantic couples very well. Like non moon Parkman young had great chemistry. Um, they made their love story believable. They made the story overall believable. I like. I wasn't taken out of the story because of their acting. I am one that, like for Parkman Young, for example, everything I've seen her in is a rom-com. Would you consider, I mean, I guess you wouldn't consider Healer a rom-com, I guess, but like a romantic role, you know? She's queen of that. I know this. I think she's done very well with those roles. I even think with this role, though, she took that to its next level. Like, her chemistry with um, Suman, the character Suman, their banter and their arguments and their outright fighting was hilarious to watch because it was so entertaining, but also it was great. Like, their acting in these scenes was so good. They had great chemistry together they played off of each other very well because you have a villain going up against basically a Parkman Young kind of had to not really get to Suman's level, but kind of had to play hardball sometimes and really stand up for herself when she, because she played a character that at the beginning was a carpet, like was a rug, like people walked all over her and she let them for years so she had to go from that personality to the woman she was by the end of the drama. And it was believable. And she had some really strong scenes with that trajectory and that progression. And again, some of my favorite scenes, though, was her when she was fighting with Suman and like just showing her revenge and getting her revenge and just like handing it to Suman. Was, it was just great. So I thought the acting was very well done just because I enjoyed watching them play out this story so much. Next, going to like the revenge, I have not read the webtoon, so I had no idea what how this was going to play out. I had no idea what their ending was going to be or how the progression of the revenge was going to go. As I said in the non-spoiler section, I thought the end was very satisfying. I loved watching the revenge play out. I thought the villains got what was coming to them. I liked the twists. Because if like you looked at the count of what originally happened in the timeline. So basically what happens is... Parkman Young's character has all this stuff happen to her, and then she goes back in time and has to figure out a way to avoid that fate and give it to other people. And 
mean, simple-minded as I am sometimes when I watch this drama, I thought everything was just going to go to either Suman or her husband, her ex-husband. Obviously, that wasn't the case because there were some things given to people that you didn't want to happen, like the whole cancer story going to her coworker. And I loved those little twists. I loved seeing like, oh, crap, she now has cancer along with this husband that might kill her. I mean, I did not expect that at all. I thought everything would go to the two villains. And we actually had more than two, because if you count her co-worker's husband, Gong Min Jung's co-worker, like she played the co-worker, her husband, who pretty, like, he wasn't as horrible as Park Min Wan or Su Min, but he was still a crappy husband and pretty much didn't work, didn't do anything, didn't even take care of their kid. And then you lay on cancer to his wife as well as she almost dying because of the argument that Kanji Wan originally died from. Like it, like it was just like everything on top of everything was given to this woman. And I didn't expect that. I didn't expect every, I didn't expect where all of these story points were going to end up. The biggest twist that I loved and I fully was satisfied with it was the ending for Park Min Hwan, her husband, ex-husband. I did not expect him at all to be the one that was going to end up dead. And then Suman was going to be the ultimate villain, which I loved. I absolutely loved that decision. And I loved Suman having becoming the ultimate bad guy that you needed to get rid of. Like, and I loved her ending too. Like she having to go to prison, still not caring about how she looked and like just caring, like obsessed with Kang Ji Wan to the end and trying to play off like what she tried to do in the beginning where she was this nice, I just had like, she tried to come off. So basically Suman tried to come off as this nice girl and paint Kanji Wan as a villain, even though it was the other way around and she was just taking the opportunities when they came to her. So she would put on this front to other people who would believe it and then torture Kanji Wan. And she would, Kanji Wan wouldn't know the difference because Suman was her best friend. Suman would never do this. And even when she was in prison, she was trying to put all the blame on Kanji Wan. Like, I loved that. I loved the fact that she did not change. She wasn't remorseful. She wasn't didn't ask for forgiveness. Like she legit did not understand how she ended up in prison and why she was there and that she wasn't the bad guy. Like that was how delusional she was. And I absolutely love that. I loved that they did not give her a redemption arc. I loved that her character didn't change and she didn't learn from anything. Like if they had tried to give her a redemption arc, and even like the death in in hindsight i don't think she was the one 
that should have died because it would have been easy. Like now she's in prison and she has to, she's basically going to go crazy in there because she gets the watch. The people have the life that she wanted and she can't do anything about it. And I, I think that's so good and so satisfying. And then you get like the, the other characters and the other couples who get their happy ending and get the, the ending that they deserved. And I love that. I love that so much. And I also liked just because like going back to Kanji Wan, like taking this opportunity to change her fate, like I always like these. I, I don't know why. This, these kinds of dramas, no matter how tropey they are in terms of changing your fate and like becoming the person that you want to become and use the opportunity that was given to you. I don't know. I, can, I don't really know if this is a guilty pleasure or not, but like for me, I love these types of stories because not only is the main character taking these opportunities but it seems to rub off of other people most of the time where not only is Kanji Wan taking this opportunity to get revenge and be this strong person at work and say no to people, but you have Gong Wen Jung who kind of was, was in the same boat. She was being taken advantage of her boss all the time. She was in a marriage that she was being taken uh advantage of with her husband and through her relationship with Kanji Wan, she was able to get the confidence and build up the confidence to say no and fight back and become the manager she was supposed to be at work and like all this stuff. And that I loved seeing that. And I loved how Kanji Wan kind of rubbed off of other people and the fact that she was able to make relationships this time around whereas in her first life she never made friendships outside of Suman and her husband how that changed and how different opinions and different outside influence could really change people and I just I loved that so much I loved it so much so the next one, which I touched on a little, was the villains. I loved the villains. Specifically, Suman. Like, as I said before, I assumed that her husband, Parkman Wan, was going to be the big villain in the drama. Just because, like, I should have known he wouldn't be given the title. Like, marry my husband. Of course he wouldn't be. But, I don't know. I, I assumed he would be. And I loved the fact that he wasn't. I love the fact that it ended up being Suman because she was so delicious to watch. Like, partly because of Song Hong Yoon's acting. She was just so engaging and so over the top and so energetic about being so evil. Like, her, I can't even explain it. Like, her acting, going from being this nice person and putting up a facade in front of everybody, including Kanji Wan, for a time, to whenever like Kanji Wan walked away, she would immediately change, and her eyes changed, and her facial expression changed, and she said something evil or thought something evil. Like 
I loved watching that. And then I loved watching her try to manipulate a situation and realizing it wasn't working anymore after years of doing it. And then also watching her life crumble because Kanji Wan was doing things behind the scenes to make sure that she had everything taken from her. And ugh, just Suman's reaction to this and like how much more diabolical she got as the drama went on and how much more crazy she got was such a joy to watch. I loved watching it because she was like Song An Yoon acting this role did it so well. And I don't know. So I'm I'm a little tangent. I obviously am a fan of crime dramas. I love a crime drama. One of my favorite things, though, about a crime drama is a villain. If a crime drama has a really good villain, I love the drama even more. Case in point, Voice Season 1. I love Voice Season 1. But I think the reason why I love it so much is because of the villain. I don't think if the villain was just another generic crime villain, I don't think I would like that drama as much as I do. So if a villain has a just crazy dynamic villain, I love the drama even more. And Suman in this drama was that. Like she just was so, she was a lunatic. Like she was so delusional with thinking that she still had the power, thinking she could still manipulate people, thinking she had won at a time because essentially she took away her husband and married him and thought she had won, thought she had gotten this family, thought she had gotten what Kanji won, wanted. And then she realized she didn't get what Kanji won wanted. And then she went even more crazy. Like, I just, I loved her reactions. Like, the conversation she had at the end when Kanji Wan basically blatantly asked her, like, why do you hate me so much? And why are you, like, why have you made my life the way it did for the last 30-something years? And her reasoning was because Kanji Wan was happy when Song Han Yoon, Yoon's character, knew that her father and her mother were having an affair and the fact she was miserable on knowing that knowledge was great. Like I was just like, you're delu you're delusional if that's your reason of making this girl suffer. Like, and then her realizing Kanji Wan knew the entire time and still decided to be this happy person. She just couldn't fathom that. Like she couldn't understand how Park Min Young's character could be this happy girl growing up and have this happy life where her father adored her and still know this secret about her mother and Suman's father. Like, I just, I was like, oh my God, that reasoning is brilliant. <laughs> like, that's how delusional Suman was. And I absolutely loved it. I ate up this character so much, so much. Parkman Yi Hwan, I like, so I said before, Yi Kyung's character, like his acting has always been comedic to me. I've never seen him do a serious role. I've never seen him do a villain. 
So the first time I watched him go from this somewhat comedic personality to an outright scary one was eye-opening because I was like, oh, wow, this guy has range. Like, I have not seen him. And yeah, like, in hindsight, E. Kyung's character is a little more minor and a less diabolical than Suman because Suman's a psycho. <laughs> like, and by the end, Parkman Wan kind of realized that too. <laughs> but I think he had different motives than Suman, though. His motives were always greed. Like, he wanted the easiest life possible along with his mother, wanted the easiest life possible, wanted as much money as possible. And if he had to marry Suman or marry Kanji Wan, that was how he was going to do it. Like, and Suman was like just a psycho and she wanted revenge and wanted to make Kanji Wong's life miserable. Like they had different motives, which makes sense on why Parkman Wan was a little less of a villain in this drama. Um, I still thought he was great. Like I, his acting going from semi loving to being pissed off to being like just somebody you love to hate and then you were very satisfied with his ending. I loved it. I mean, like I could go on and on about these villains. I thought the two villains, and I'm saying two for a reason. We'll see. I'll tell you about the third later. But I just had a lot of fun. And I loved watching them as a couple because they kind of ate each other alive. Like, they were not a good couple at all. Like, they weren't. Because... They were made for each other, but they weren't made for each other, right? So they were made for each other because they were both villains, but you knew that was not going to be a good relationship. Like, Suman was not going to take that, as Kanji Wan would have in her old personality. And Parkman Wan, like, didn't understand relationships and that at all to be able to pull off a happy relationship like they were never gonna work out but they were also perfect for each other because they were so bad like i i just i love the villains of this so much okay so speaking of married and couples in general let's talk about the couples okay i love the couples i was not expecting multiple couples in this i i mean we obviously knew there was the lead couple I assumed there was going to be a second couple. Didn't really know who. I was not expecting three. And I love that we got three. I love that we got multiple couples. I'm one, I'm always a fan of multiple couple dramas because, in my opinion, the more couples you have, the more couples you be can relate to or become attached to. And if you don't like one couple, you can always watch another couple. So, the fact that we got three couples in this drama, various ages, various professions, various levels of their relationship was great to me because I rooted for these couples for various reasons and I loved every second of it. I mean, we even had a fourth couple technically talking about the villain couple. That was another couple you kind of rooted for because as I said before, they 
were made for each other. But I loved all of these couples. I loved watching their relationship progress. I loved watching all the sweet moments again, like with each other. Like they had such sweet moments. I loved their chemistry. I loved the different attitudes between them. And as I said, the different ages. I just thought, I love the fact this drama had multiple couples and I could root for all of them. And I love that these couples supported each other's couples eventually. Like that was fun to watch. So let's go into these couples because I want to talk about, obviously you have Nanwu and Park Bin Young. Like they were the lead couple. You knew they were going to go together. I personally did not like the fact that they knew each other when she was in college. I didn't think that was really needed. Did it make a li- I mean, it still made sense. It wasn't like it was out in left field or anything, but I thought it would have been just fine if he was like a coworker, boss thing. Like we got that before. They don't need to be connected in childhood slash college. Like I didn't really think that part was really needed. But I thought they they did, I mean, I love their ending. I love that we got to see their marriage. I love this, that we got to see, like, family life. Um, I love that they supported each other. Did it go on a little too long in terms of, like, secrets and not trying to be together? Yeah, in my opinion, a little bit. But I liked it. I liked them together. I thought they had great chemistry. I liked their progression of the story. I liked Nan Wu's character supporting her. And I thought it added a little comedy because, like, he didn't know that they both didn't know they had, like, come back in time. So there was some comedy involved. Like, that was cute. Again, though, like, miscommunications, I don't particularly like. I don't think they really had some miscommunications. I'll go into that when the things I did not like about it, because they did, but it was for a different reason. Miscommunication wasn't really needed, but it was for a different reason that wasn't really needed either. And the college connected connection wasn't really needed either. Um, the second couple with the chef and his cousin, sister, Choi Gu Ri and Yi Gi Kwan. I love them together. One, I will say, I love that Yi Gi Kwan's character, like when Park Min Yun said, no, I just want to be friends, he stepped away. I loved that. I love that. I Granted, I did not know what was coming. I will give myself that. But I did not expect him to accept no either. <laughs> like, I didn't expect that. So the fact that he kind of just walked away and supported their relationship and found his own relationship, I loved that. Choi Gu Ri's character was just a ball of sunshine, and I loved her. I loved her little snarky comments that she made to Soomin and around the office. I loved how she kind of talked to Nanwu as a sibling would and kind of was like, dude, you like her. Like you need, you need to, you need to do something about that. And she kind of was the person that kind of hit him over the head sometimes. I loved how she showed up in the chef's life when he needed somebody to be there. 
And she, I mean, she kind of did that for all the characters. She was everybody's cheerleader. And I loved that she was. And I liked that she found her relationship to be a cheerleader for her as well. Because she, yeah, she was just everybody's cheerleader. And including, including Iggy Kwan's character when he needed her and he needed to get over his somewhat relationship feelings for Park Min Young's character. I thought they found each other at the right time. And I liked that they kind of got to know each other through food because she was a foodie and I love food myself. So her being a foodie, we related. I mean, I just, I loved her. She was a ball of sunshine. And so I love this couple. I loved at the end <laughs> when Nan Wu was like, wait, they like each other? What? <laughs> like, that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, third couple. I honestly think I enjoyed the third couple even more. <laughs> because, listen, Gamin Jung, like, needed to get out of that marriage. So bad. So bad. And she needed that uplifting, like, you need to become more independent. You need to stand up for yourself. You need to do all this stuff, which she got from Park Min Young's character. But Hado Guan's character, oh man, he, <laughs> I think he would have hit her on the side of the head if he could. <laughs> like, I am a sucker for those type of characters who are kind of like the silent caregivers where they're like, I can't say anything. And I can't do anything because you need to figure it out for yourself. But I really just want to go and take a golf club and hit your husband over the head. Like he literally said that. Like I have a golf club. I can go hit him. Like I loved how he kind of just slowly, like they didn't do anything. He was very polite, very cordial. You could, you saw that he cared in his own little way. And I love that about his character. Also, I have never seen Hado Guan do this character before. Every other character I've seen it in, he's been a villain or just like a cold-ass killer. <laughs> like, every other character I've seen, I've never seen him do this like somewhat romantic role. And I, I would love for him to have a romance in the future because they just had such a nice, comforting chemistry. And I love that for them. And it was just, it was hilarious, in my opinion, to watch their relationship grow because he kind of kicked her in the ass when she needed to and kind of wanted to hit her over the head and be like, what are you thinking? Get yourself out of there or speak up for yourself or say this louder or you're a manager, go handle this. And... I think she, for him, was like the... She cared. Like, I think he... Hado Guan's character kind of was just this guy working for a company, working for a CEO's family, and his life was work. And she actually cared about him. She, like, wanted to know if he was doing okay. And that was something that he had never encountered before. And... I just, I love this relationship. I love that they kind of just like silently supported each other until they could really support each other. And by the end, you still didn't 100% know 
if they were going to be in a relationship or not because she was still like either newly divorced or like still going for divorce proceedings. I can't remember. But the idea that they could be together was still there and it was just so satisfying and I love them. I found their relationship really sweet and it was also adult. Like they were adults. They were, they were older. It was an older relationship and I don't know. I just really, really liked this couple (laughs) for some reason. I don't know why, because I like all of these couples were so good. And then of course you have the villain couple, which was just delicious to watch. And I just laughed all the time because they were just so horrible. (laughs) And of course we have to talk about the ending. Like the ending was a highlight for me. And I'll I'll give a little taste of why it was a highlight is because as everybody else on social media, okay, so my watching plan of this, right? I was I was caught up until like episode five, six, I want to say, and then life happened, and then I got really far behind. So eventually, I just decided I was gonna binge this and wait until all the episodes are out fully knowing I was going to be spoiled the entire time because there was no way you were going to avoid spoilers with this drama, no matter how many hashtags or things you got muted. Like that was kind of just something I was going to accept. So when episode 12 happened and things hit the fan, I was like, Oh man. (laughs) Now, Was I angry with episode 12? Yeah. Did I hate it as much as some other people? Probably not. I don't know. So I watched episode 12. Yeah, I absolutely hated episode 12, but I don't think I hated it as much as like other people did. I didn't drop it like other people did, you know? So I was skeptical though, in terms of how the rest of the story would go because episode 12 had such a big reaction. For me, I thought it was a very satisfying ending. I thought episode 12 was kind of a dud, maybe 13 a little bit, but 14, 15, 16 was the episodes we wanted that we liked from the beginning of the drama. Like I thought they turned it around, in my opinion. Everybody got a satisfying ending when it came to the revenge. Everyone, in my opinion, got what they deserved. I was satisfied with how the revenge played out and how all the couples came together. Speaking on couples again, really, really quick. I love the fact that like we got scenes where, again, this is why I love, this is why I loved my older Hadoguan's couple so much. But I love the scenes that we got Nanwu and Hadoguan kind of supporting their respective partners in the background around the office (laughs) or running into the hospital or the police station or like all this stuff or the restaurant, like all this stuff together all the time because of the two people that they were potentially going to be dating and, and or married to. I love that whole bromance. That was a nice bromance. Cause honestly going into the drama, I did not think Hado Guan was going to be a bromance guy. I thought he was going to be like the spy that the grandfather gave to Nanwu and he was going to be evil. 
because that was all I had seen him, ever seen him do before. So I was pleasantly surprised when he was kind of like the bromance manager with Nanwu's character. That was a delight for me. I love that. But yeah, I mean, I, I found the ending to be very nice. I enjoyed watching everybody get what they deserved. I enjoyed the revenge. It, like, I did not have anything bad to say about the ending. I thought everybody got their happy ending. The good characters that I was rooting for got what they loved and wanted. And the bad characters got what they deserved. I mean, I actually laughed when Parkman Kwan died because I was like, oh my God, you're going this direction? I mean, even Suman, like, I really did not expect... Like, obviously, we knew that Parkman Young's character was going to try to get Suman to discover her husband having an affair. I assumed it was going to be Parkman Young, like, as she assumed. Then we got Boa's character being the actual person. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> the thing that was like one of the com comedic parts of this drama to think that Parkman Juan literally thought he could pull boa was like are you kidding me like that's how that's how greedy and dumb this character was <laughs> but i just i thought it wrapped up very nicely i was really satisfied with the ending episode 12 is a different story and maybe 13 is a different story but that that i'll talk about that later i thought yeah i thought the ending was really nice i didn't i did not i didn't have anything bad to say about the ending the wedding was beautiful the dress was beautiful the pictures we got were beautiful i did love in the wedding our chef guy did not watch the wedding he watched foodie girl the entire time i don't know if you guys caught that but i loved that he went from this guy who wanted to take part min young to attending her wedding and not even watching her when she walked down the aisle that was so cute to me. Anyway, that is what I loved about this. And I probably could go on more and more with all of these couples and everything. Especially the villains. I could probably talk about a billion things with these villains. But let's talk about the things I did not appreciate <laughs> with this. Okay, one smaller thing. Honestly, I think this drama could have been 12 episodes. Like... It did not need to be 16. It may be like maybe even like 14. It did not need to be 16. Because it just, I think a major reason why that Boa's character, Yura, I think her name was, was brought in is because they ran out of story. They wanted to make 16 episodes. She was not needed. She really wasn't. Honestly, I don't even think she was needed with the 16 episodes. They could have done some other stuff and kind of worked around it. But she, I think in terms of her being brought in, she was there to add episodes and make it to 16. Because she really showed up in 12 and was gone by 14, maybe 15. I think she got done by 14. It was hilarious how she went out because I did not expect that she was the one that was going to get the car accident. I thought it was going to be um, our co-worker's husband, maybe. But she also was brought in for that, in my opinion. Like, they needed characters to give off this revenge and fate to other people. And, yeah, she played 
added a little more drama, kind of like was the cusp of some of Suman's fate when she became the affair, quote unquote, affair partner. Her secretary was delicious. He was handsome. He, I mean, I like that he kind of brought her demise because she just treated him horribly. But she wasn't needed. And I think everybody has that same sentiment. Like, everybody would have gotten what they got anyway. And she, yeah, she basically just added episodes and added drama. And I think everybody, I agree with everybody. I think everybody can agree with me. She was not needed. And yeah, I mean, she just, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Like, I just was like, really? You're going to add her in episode 12 and she's going to be this horrible person. I still love Suman more than her, though. Like, she was, like, Suman and her are different, right? She, as she said in the drama, like, she was fine giving up on the, on the, um, engagement until she found out he had somebody else and she just didn't like to share and like then we have those flashbacks of her injuring anybody who he like talked to like that was horrible but suman in my opinion was a lot worse i I, her motivations were a little more crazy her like actions and plans were a lot more long term um like, she'd been doing that to Parkman Young's character since they were, like, 10, 11, 12. Granted, Parkman Young, like, didn't know Yura until episode 12. But still, like, Nanwoo knew her. Like, she was also too... Yura was also two-faced to the grandfather versus not. But, yeah, she just... She was not needed at all. She just, like... Again, she was brought in to add episodes. She was evil, and I like a villain, but I like Suman more. Because I just found her annoying. I, I just didn't... I, I, yeah, I just she just did her actions because she wanted to do her actions. She didn't have a motive. Like, Suman still kind of had a motive. She wanted to get back the light. By that point, by episode 12... 13, 14, 15, 16, she wanted to get the life that Kanji Wan had taken from her um, and got more delusional that way. But Yura was just evil and just wanted to hurt people. And that's not fun to me. Like that type of drama, like that type of villain done right would be great, but this wasn't done right. Like that motivation just was not done right. And her coming into episode 12 wasn't done right. The extent to extend to episodes wasn't done right. Like, she just was not needed. She didn't add anything. It could have been a drama and still have the satisfying ending without her being added. And I think that was the biggest thing for people is the whole story arc and her character was just not needed for this drama. And I could be repeating that over and over and over again, <laughs> but it's true. But overall, I still really enjoyed it. I thought the ending was superb and the revenge was great. And yeah, maybe because I didn't read the webtoon, it might have been different if I had. 
Um, but that's the reason why I kind of don't read webtoons because I liked going into dramas not knowing much or not having expectations for the most part. Am I curious to read the webtoon now? Absolutely, because I want to see how different or how the same, like how similar this was. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about Mary by Husband. I like. I would still recommend this. Again, I gave it a nine out of ten. I would still recommend it. I think like the villains were fantastic. The story was great. You got three couples. I could talk about the couples all day, like. I still really enjoyed this, even if even when you hit episode twelve and you got you raw, like I would still recommend it. And I, I and granted, I will say this is my type of drama. I love revenge. I love Mokjong. I love all this stuff. So this might just me be me talking about a drama I love. <laughs> is it my favorite revenge drama of all time? Absolutely not. No. It's still a great drama, and I still thoroughly enjoyed it. And yeah, that is my review of Marry My Husband. I'm sure I forgot stuff. I probably didn't go into as much detail as I wanted to, but I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's my review of Marry My Husband. I hope you guys like it. Let me know in the DMs what you thought of this drama, if you agree or disagree with my review. I really want to know what you guys thought of Mary, my husband, because <laughs> I know everybody watched it. But yeah, that that that's pretty much it. That that's all. I, that's all I got to say. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Bye. If you want to continue the conversations about dramas that were started in this episode, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter under the username No Sleep for Dramas. That is No Sleep, the number four dramas, just like in the title of the podcast. This podcast is also an expansion of my blog, so you can visit my blog at www.nosleepfordramas.com, the number four dramas.com, and find multiple years of blog posts already available at your fingertips. All links are in the description of this episode. This has been an episode of the No Sleep for Dramas podcast, and I am your host, Caitlin. I will see you here next time, and I hope you get no sleep chasing the next episode just like me. Good night!